what's up everybody welcome to the next episode of dev and the bear uh today we're gonna have kind of a shorter one um we're gonna be talking about the makashev and the tiago moises card uh the prelims are gonna have some familiar names that are gonna be pretty exciting you're gonna have daniel rodriguez fighting preston parsons and the miles johns fight and anderson dos santos i think that fight will be pretty interesting um but we're gonna skip that and just go straight to the main card where it opens up with Gabriel Benitez and Billy Quarantillo. And uh, with that one, I I think that fight is going to end up going to decision. I think both guys are really fast, and they both know that their boxing is very good, so they're going to try to stay away from each other. But I, So I see Billy Quarantillo kind of taking that one by decision. Um, but I think that one's going to be a decent fight. It's... It, there are other fights on this card that I think are going to be a bit more exciting, but I think that one is going to be very back and forth. Yep. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm always excited for the feather, uh, featherweight showdown. So yeah. with uh, you have uh, Billy. I mean, he's known for his ground game, known for submissions. So I'm definitely looking forward to something like that. While, excuse me, Gabriel. I don't know why I got yeah, this confused was... right now. Gabriel Benitez. He's known for his uh, submissions. And so uh, I always enjoy watching some of these jujitsu guys go out and still be able to implement a uh, martial art like that, you know? Yeah. And well, I think, I think with this one, I think we're going to see a lot more hands than I think so too. And that I would say that is one of the reasons why I think it's going to go to decision is I think Gabriel's going to go in there and his best chance at winning this fight is taking it to the ground. But I think they're just going to end up up against the cage a lot and Billy's going to be able to get out of it. And I'm thinking he's going to get the decision win, mostly from his strikes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, the next fight is going to be Adolfo Vieira and Dustin Stoltzfus. Uh, that fight, I, I personally feel like it's a little bit outmatched for Dustin. Um, Adolfo is very good with his jiu-jitsu. Um, I, I don't really see... I don't see this fight going ending uh, or, or staying on the feet very long at all. Yeah, I remember, uh, what's it called? Last time Hudolfo fought, uh, I had him pick to beat Alex Hernandez. And I don't know where Fluffy Hernandez pulls off a submission win against him. That's wild. Do you, do you remember that? I do not remember yeah, that Yeah, Fluffy at all. Hernandez, crazy, uh, who was, like, was a heavy underdog coming in. Hudolfo is a very, very... Um, He's a very uh, recognized jujitsu practitioner in the um, com- in the B- BJJ community, and uh, out of nowhere, like in the first round, fucking Alex gets a guillotine and t- uh, makes him tap, and everyone was like, "Dude, this is the one way." I did not expect you to lose. Yeah, it was nuts, I, man. And I did, I didn't catch that, mate. My whole world has changed. I I don't know how to pick for this fight now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's MMA. It can happen, man. Crazy. It's it's. It's a sport where you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? So uh, how much you win off that? Did you bet you you put on verdict? No, I fucked up. That's how I found out the hard way. And uh. so uh, <laughs> I went for Hudolfo. I was like, oh man, he's going to get the submission. I mean, Alex Hernandez is very good, but Hudolfo just seems to be at this next level. And then uh, Fluffy just went in there and just put him out. That's insane. And I was like, what the fuck, man? So uh, Hudolfo is very good, but I won't like with it comes to guys that go against them. It just. Um, I don't. I don't think. Hud- I wouldn't say Hudolfo is overly confident, but at all. But uh, I think he just knows that his skill set is, and he just yeah. probably didn't realize, and he just got caught. But I mean, Fluffy is a guy that he. Fluffy Hernandez is fucking good, and he, I, I'm surprised by his nickname. It throws me off. But uh, Alex Hernandez, he's just. Uh, I mean, he's been around for quite a bit, 
So it's definitely the biggest win of his career so far in such a uh, different fashion than he's used to, you know, because he's, he's had submission wins before. but Yeah, he's very heavy-handed. Yep. And he has really good wrestling as well. So uh, I know he's no stranger to the ground, but to to have submitted Vieira, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would still stick with it. I, th- I, I do believe that uh, Dustin Stoltzfus is going to be a bit outmatched in this fight. Um, if it goes any other way, I'd still say Hadolfo by a decision. Yeah. I, I just think it's going to be a submission win for him. Um, but again, MMA is crazy. You never yeah. know. And so, uh, the next fight is, uh, you have Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens, uh, and his returns taking on, uh, Mateus Gamrot. So, uh, Jeremy Stevens, I mean, we all know who Jeremy Stevens is. Uh, he's a very heavy handed, likes to brawl, likes to throw down type fighter. I think this is a great, fun matchup. Yeah. I think this is fight of the night. Have you seen uh, Mateus fight before? Uh, once. Once, yeah. <laughs> once, <laughs> but it was I mean, really fun. Yeah, either way, I mean, it's it's enough to kind of get the idea of what kind of fighter he is, you know? Yeah. And uh, so Jeremy Stevens is coming back from that whole um, issue that he had with Dracar Close. Uh, he got too close. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so Jeremy Stevens spoke up about that, said he considers that a win and stuff. He's like, I consider that a win. I showed up, I was fight ready. He wasn't ready. And, um, and all that and so also because of jeremy stevens that's why you see dana white get so intense at these face-offs now because they made a new role if you put your hands on the other guy then you they automatically cancel the fight so um even though they let connor kick dustin poirier yeah. but whatever it's all good man it we, wasn't a hand hey we, we saw uh we saw we saw what really happened though with that we saw what, what, with that kick with that yeah, karate, he karate chop. chopped the lower shin yeah and that's what broke his leg. Yeah, you know, who 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 knew? He took a page out of Jeremy Stevens' book. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he just he injured him at the weigh-ins. That's what it was. Think about that meme where the guy's pointing to his head and he's like, "If you hurt him at the weigh-ins, they can't fight you during the fight." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, it's gonna be a good fight though for sure. And so for the co-main event, we have Misha Tate returning after uh, her oh, retirement. We didn't, uh, we didn't give What's a, it? we didn't give a prediction prediction. Oh, uh, I'm going Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going, but we got to do it, you know, yeah, Jeremy yeah, Stevens you, you by knockout. yeah, what's called Jeremy Stevens is probably going to win by knockout. I think he needs it too. He, after yeah. That. That's the main reason is because yeah. I think he needs it. If, if he doesn't get this, uh, he's going to kind of fall into obscurity, which is kind of sucks because uh, the way he was coming into his last fight that was supposed to happen with, with close, um, he seemed more mentally sound. He yeah. seemed kind of more at peace. He was ready. And, uh, he just seemed ready. But then after that, that happens at the at the weigh-ins, which Car Close did step into his bubble. He initiated the fucking... He did initiate it, but, I mean, yeah. you don't have to shove somebody so hard you give him yeah, a Yeah, like, when, when do people not get in each other's bubbles yeah. at the weigh-ins? Yeah, but, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just... It sucks to see it, but I think, I think Jeremy Stevens needs this fucking win. Yeah, really I, and I think, um, like you were saying, I think mentally he's in a better place. Uh, I think physically, you don't get much better than Jeremy Stevens. Um, power, it doesn't get much better. So I think he I think he gets the knockout win. For sure. Uh, but like you were saying, Misha Tate's making her return to MMA. Yep. You can go on, continue. Oh, yeah, so she is making her turn since her last fight was against Amanda Nunes. Uh, actually, excuse me, no, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. it, well, I forgot who her last fight was against, but it's been a little while since we had seen her in the octagon. I she, know she's coming off of two losses. Um, Raquel Pennington, that's who it yeah, was. Raquel yeah, Raquel Pennington, and then before that it was Amanda Nunes. Yeah, it's been, she's been gone for five years. Uh, she her, her last loss was actually at UFC 205. That was back when Conor won both belts 
Well, uh, defeated Eddie Alvarez that night. And um, to give you an idea of how long ago that was. And, I mean, fuck, who was, what's that? That was just a long time ago. I think. I remember seeing something that recently, like yesterday or today, that said the last time Conor won a championship fight uh, was against Eddie Alvarez. And it was uh, like Barack Obama was president. Um, Khabib was still fighting on prelims. Yeah. Uh, Just crazy stuff like that. Um, So... Like you said, give you an idea of what kind of, uh, w- or what period of time that Misha Tate was last fought in. Um, uh, but yeah, she's making her, her return to MMA and she looks really good. She looks in, in very shape. good shape for this. Yeah, she's in great shape. She's coming back. Uh, she took time off. She has a family now. Uh, she has a, she actually has a child now. It's also, I think that's what caused her to retire too. She said she just wanted to have, you know, just be a mom and have dinner yeah. for her kid. Then I think her once her um, I'm not sure if she has a daughter or son, but once her child got old enough, she decided, you know, I want to go back into it. I feel much better now. Uh, she's taking on Marion Renau, and uh, Mar- uh, Renau is kind of coming off of a four. She's on a four fight skid right now, uh, all by decision against tough fighters. But it's gonna be the question of, you know, if Misha Tate can't beat her, then should she stick around? You know. Uh, but that being said, uh, Marion is the goat killer. If the UFC game is of any standing on what she can do. Yeah, apparently she has dynamite in her fucking hands yeah. if you pick her on UFC 4. Uh, I've knocked out uh, Amanda Nunes with Marion several times with her. It's ridiculous. And I was Amanda Nunes. What <laughs> kind of shit is this? Uh, apparently I just fucking <clears throat> suck at the game. But, uh, yeah, so with uh, Renau, it's just she's coming out. I mean, the, the, her losses aren't against bad fighters at all either. You yeah, know, they're, they're against Kat Sangano, uh, Yana Kunitskaya, who we just saw fight, um, and Raquel Pennington, and then Macy Kiesen. Um, I, f- I just feel like she's, I guess you could call it like a midlife crisis for your MMA career. Yeah. You get to that point where you really have to figure out what you want to do or if you just want to call it quits halfway through because you're not cut out for it like you thought you were. Um, but I think that she is cut out for it. I think she is very good, but I think that she's had a tough list of opponents, but yeah. that's kind of what it's like when you're going to break into the top 10. Yeah. So if you want to break into the top 10, that's who you have to fight. you got to be ready for that. And she wasn't ready. Um, and I think at any point in time, Misha Tate's always going to be a tough test for anybody. Yeah. So it's just another tough fight for Marion. Um, so she's going to have to really step it up. I don't, even though Amanda Nunes submitted Misha Tate, I don't see this fight um, ending by submission for Marion. I could see it ending by submission for Misha Tate, though. Yeah, uh, Misha Tate throws down. Uh, people yeah. forget about that. She is she, when she gets into dog fights. She and with um with Renau, I mean, she's forty four. Uh, Misha Tate's thirty four. There's a ten year difference. I yeah. think. I think what it is just uh, Renau is kind of on her way out. She just hasn't accepted it yet because the thing is with these with these uh, women's divisions, especially with the bantamweight division, um, mainly with that division, it's just it's not it's very dense. There's not a lot of good like high talent fighters in there i mean you can name a couple you know look at aspen lad look at fucking um Duran Duranemi. the i mean there's hard talent to get past but the thing is just when um there's just really no nobody else that's really standing out and so for you to have to want to fight for the title look at julian pina she's on one fight win streak since yeah. uh what's it called and she's fighting the championship for the belt when in september or was it august august excuse august, august 7th so it's like i mean 
it's really it's hard Houston, to right? yeah it's gonna be in houston august 7th and um it's really hard to make your point whenever you have to fight against and you're in a division that where amanda Nunes is a champion you know when so yeah. with misha che i could see her coming back and if she can win this fight and she can look good then i could see her coming back and fight for the title you know i could too i hope not but i i could see it yeah um i hope she wins this fight then i hope she wins another one um and then gets a title shot but like you were saying i think i think when you have a champion as dominant as amanda nunez it's really hard to pick who she's going to fight next uh you can't just have her fight the same few people because they're the only people in the division who are even close to her um but yeah, I like I said, I, I feel like Misha Tate's gonna get this one. Um I would say by decision though. Yeah, First so. fight back in five you, you years. Think? I think she wins it by decision. Um I don't think she's gonna be able to and to be as offensive as she might think she could be. Yeah. Um it's always uh I I'm I don't I'm not saying that ring rust isn't real, but I don't think ring rust is always the thing. Uh, when fighters take time off, I think it's just, uh, you kind of, and, and I, I understand people are going to say that's what ring rust is, but I think you just kind of forget what it's like to be in there. Yeah. And then once you get in there, you have to readjust. Um, and that's five years of not fighting. Um, I think only a select few people can do that. And yep. GSP is one of them. Look what he did to Michael Bisping after five years. I feel like Dom Cruz used to be one of them until we saw him fight Henry Cejudo. And then it's like, yeah, you have some, yeah, with him. I wouldn't say it's ring rust. All those injuries just yeah. deteriorated his body. He can't do what he used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at his fight with Casey Kenny. Um, he he won the fight, but I don't think he looked good doing it. There were glimpses where it's like, okay, you look like Dominic Cruz, but yeah. there's nothing to say. Okay, yeah, this Dominic Cruz still he still has it. He's still doing it. You know. So yeah, the question is: Is Misha Tate one of those people who can come in there and do it, or is she going to show that the game has moved kind of further away from her and she's still yeah. got work to do? Because um, she was one of the few fighters you could say that was like a mixed martial artist, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, she wasn't really one dimensional. I think when it came down to um, you know back in the day, back when the women's divisions were starting to really get into the UFC, we were seeing a spotlight on it. When she was fighting Ronda Rousey, was at the top to where it's like you could specialize in one type of. Yeah. You could specialize in one type of uh, martial art and you could dominate it. But now we're seeing somebody like who's like Amanda Nunes who has incredible jiu-jitsu. You know, that's that's her base, but she also has the best boxing as well. Yeah. And um, so now it's like you're seeing something where it's like Misha Tate was kind of one of those first like mixed martial artists in she, those divisions. Like you said, she would throw down with people. But I think uh, when she fought Ronda Rousey, everyone was like, yeah, but I don't know if she's going to be able to submit Misha because Misha's so good on the ground. That's one of her things. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it uh, Ronda was able to submit her. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I like I said, I I think I think Misha's gonna win this fight, but I don't think it's gonna be um, her best showing. I think she's gonna have to kind of figure out how to fight again. Uh, I'm sure she's been in the gym, but that never really um, emulates what it's like to actually fight someone. Yeah, because we've seen it with a. Uh other person i know it's completely different but like with chuck liddell when he came back to fight tito i mean to, uh, even whenever chuck fought uh rich franklin even though we knew that he'd been knocked out a lot we were just kind of like okay i mean he just doesn't have much of a chin but whatever he was in there fighting tito was like you look completely out of it you yeah. look like my drunk uncle at a birthday party fighting like you 
you just don't look the same, you know? And so it's just going to be like, what can five years off of her doing that look yeah. like, you know, of doing just like, you know, she's just been raising a family. That's what she's been doing. She's been a family person for the past five years. And so it's going to be more of like, let's see how that plays out. So I think that's going to be the biggest question because I think Misha Tate wins this fight. How, how do you think she wins it? Uh, like you said, I think she goes by decision as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that leads, brings us to the uh, main event, which is going to be Islam Makashev and Tiago Moises. Uh, that fight is either going to be really, uh, I'm, I don't want to say boring, uh, but Makashev is one of the uh, best grinders there is right now. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, Tiago Moises is no uh, stranger to fighting things out to a decision either. Um, it's just a tough one. Islam yeah. is Islam is kind of showing that he's one of the top dogs right now. Uh, Tiago Moises is coming in here as the guy that's moving up and kind of being a prospect. So, if he wins this... I think uh, that's a big deal. If Islam wins this, I think it's like, okay, well, we knew you were that good. Um, but as far as uh, predictions go, I think uh, I think Islam wins it. I think so, too. Uh, and it's nothing against Tiago Moises. I think he has a great set of skills. But Islam is kind of the next big Dan Stanny star that they need right now. And he's, I mean, look at his fight with Drew Dober. Who would have thought he would he would have done that to Drew Dober? Yeah. You know, uh, he ragdolled Drew Dober. It's, you know, uh, yeah, and like Zach said, I really, if you're not really a fan of that style, it's not very exciting. It's not very fun to watch. Um, but I enjoy watching him fight because he does go for the finish. I mean, he just will exhaust somebody. It's kind of like watching a younger Khabib fight. Uh, in that sense, Khabib kind of did the same exact thing. I mean, even like his though, fight against Michael Johnson. Yeah, like it, it was called with that fight. That I felt like that fight was exciting because of the fact that it's just he was putting in work against Michael Johnson. You know, uh, he wasn't just laying there and he was uh, constantly just trying to roll for a better uh, spot or roll for a better position or something. You know, so but yeah, I think to, um, I think Islam Makachev he takes it. Uh, I'm gonna say he takes it by submission though. Yeah, Which, yeah. I think he take, I think he does it. In, in, Tiago Moises is pretty good on the ground. He's very good on the ground. Yeah, and so it's going to be a lot of that. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of ground game. I know it is. But the same thing with uh, Islam, though, is just you know he's. I, I know for a fact what he's going to go in there and do. He's just going to go in there and just try to throw him around. But is is uh, Tiago Moises going to be able to have the condition to keep up with that and be comfortable fighting yeah, off his I, back? You know? I was going to say, I kind of think that's the question, too, is um, is his gas tank going to be able to compare to the pressure and the pace that um, Islam is going to put up? Because that always seems to be the problem. It's just like, like you said, just like with uh, Khabib, it's, it's all about the pace they put on, the pressure they put on, and how well can you hold up against it. Um. So, yeah, that'll be our predictions for this fight this Saturday. Um, Always kind of hard to talk about fights, like, after such an exciting card that we had. Yeah. You know? And a lot of that has been still, everyone's still buzzing about what happened uh, with the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight. Um, we actually plan to have a breakdown of our own, so keep an eye out for that. Um, and I think... Uh, 
a lot of people have come out with their own breakdowns of this fight, and I just don't feel like a lot of them have been super accurate. I feel like a lot of it is all speculation, and there's no real way of knowing exactly what happened. There's no... Um, we can't see the fighter's bones. This isn't yeah. Mortal Kombat. Are you, are you talking exactly about the leg break? Um, just kind of the fight in general, like what was happening uh, throughout the fight, uh, because everything that, like Connor said, there was no checking... There's a couple that were definitely checked. I think there's a couple that uh, weren't checked, but Dustin was putting pressure and putting his weight on that leg as Connor kicked it. So it was like kicking a pole. Um, and I don't think Connor was ready for that. Um, but the all the stuff that happened after the fight, all the words that were spoken after the fight is what's really got everybody talking still. Um, Dustin wasn't happy with uh connor saying the i'm gonna kill you in your sleep thing yeah he said in your sleep you're getting it yeah um, that's what um so he kept saying you know he's, this guy said he's gonna kill me and stuff and uh i understood everybody's point I was like man like people say shit like that like all of that shit gets to you but then what wasn't released is that it was like yeah. whenever connor was sitting rink it's like cage side with his leg broken and he's putting a gun to his head and he starts telling dustin he's like you and your wife he's like in y'all sleep like y'all are gonna get it y'all are gonna get it in y'all sleep and it's like, okay, now now I see why he was so upset. Yeah. And then Connor ended up tweeting out and then talking about in a little video where he says um, that he doesn't want to, like, basically he says he doesn't want to disgrace the foundations that he works with by talking about Jolie Poirier and her going into his DMs, uh, which is just more trash talk. He ended up taking that down. Um, the other one he ended up taking down was a little bit more again on the edge of that's not okay this is way past the edge of my opinion (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just you know i'm trying to play it safe a little bit uh no yeah no this is actually not okay at all uh paul felder and michael chiesa talk a little bit about it and both of them are kind of disgusted with them um but this is something i wish more people were talking about but it got taken connor took it down but he tweeted out a picture of dustin's daughter and it was like zoomed in on her and he said, Gonzo, like, she's gone. She, he's going to kill her. Uh, she's, like, five years old, man. Yeah. Leave the child out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, uh, like, like whenever you told me that, I remember we were catching up, and you were just hanging out playing Overwatch, and I just, like, started talking with you and stuff. And I, I didn't know about that until you told me about that. And uh, it's just, I understand you're frustrated, but now you're talking about killing somebody who can't even... It's a five-year-old kid. It's a child. Yeah. You're talking about hurting a child? You lost Over, a fight, so you can't handle the feelings you feel when you lose a fight that you start... And you start um, threatening a child's life? Yeah, you're threatening a child over your leg breaking because you don't want to condition your shins for an MMA fight? Like, that sounds like a... You know, I mean, uh, I, not once have I seen Dustin Poirier really boast about this win because I know he knows that. I know he's thinking that this isn't a really a win. He broke his fucking leg. Even though I was whooping his ass, he broke his leg, yeah. you know. And um, I, he hasn't really boasted about it. I, mean, I know he did in front of his face. At the, uh, he did the Billy walk at, in front of him. <laughs> And, um, which I think after hearing that shit, like Connor probably deserved it. Like, it was like, you, you yep. said some fucked up shit, especially with him still going on. It's just, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking disgusting to hear somebody say they would kill a kid over this shit. You know, uh, it's a child, man. Like leave that out of it. You want to go low. Now you're going even lower. And it's, yeah, I think it's pretty sad of the UFC to not even like, like put out a statement about this. They know this is going on, you yeah. know? 
and um, and no, nobody's really saying anything about it. They're they're ignoring the whole situation. And Paul Felder even said it best: "Is like get the hell out of here if you want to keep talking about this. Yeah, get out of the octagon. I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, and I think that's what it's getting me to the point to where it's like, and there's people who you know just really just tune in just to watch McGregor fights and yeah. um they don't want to they're like they don't know about that they don't know this is happening they don't know this is being talked about but it's like okay man like i understand if you're a fan of him he's a fun fighter but look what he's saying like this shit's going too far now and uh do i think he's gonna do that i don't think he's gonna fucking do that you know you're sending no but you're sending death threats on twitter to a woman and her, her child you know yeah um it's it's been pretty wild uh y'all let us know y'all's thoughts on all the stuff that happened with conor mcgregor um it's like I said, it's been pretty wild. Um, as far as the main news, we're going to get into matchups for a little bit. Um, and news. Uh, so one thing that happened is Sean O'Malley. He called out some people. Um, and someone that was happy that they didn't get a call out was Frankie Edgar and his team. Uh, they were saying pretty much that, yeah, Sean O'Malley called everybody out, but Frankie Edgar, yeah. uh, Frankie's down to fight anybody, anytime. Uh, so you want to call someone out, you want to be in the top 10, you want to be in the top five at some point, you have to go through Frankie. And I mean, I'm inclined to agree. If, I think it'd be a fun fight. Yeah. And if you want, if you want to be a big name in that division, you got to fight Frank Edgar. Uh, he's kind of, kind of gatekeeper kind of legend status for Frankie Edgar, I think. Um, uh, arguably the greatest, uh, one of the greatest lightweights of all time. Uh, and he's down in uh, featherweight. I feel like he, you fight Frank Edgar and you win. That does a lot for you, for you, for your status, for your rank, for your stock, for everything that you are trying to build on. A fight against Frankie Edgar has a huge amount of potential to improve on it with. Um, so I wouldn't mind that matchup. I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Yeah, I think that fight makes sense, you know, with where Frankie is at in his career. It's like we know he's not going to be fighting for the title yeah. again. Um, I don't really see that happening. <clears throat> I don't, but I mean, we might as well just fight some of these top guys and just, you know, make a good check. You just keep doing what you love. I don't think Sean O'Malley's the type of guy to go out there and get a Sanhagen flying knee knockout on him. No, I don't either. But, um, it's a fight that makes sense, though. I mean, he wants to he wants to prove a point and fight a top guy. I mean, I think this is perfect for it. You know, let him go out there and fight Frank Edgar. I didn't know Frank Edgar said that. Uh, it was mostly his team, but he he is part of his own team. You know. Yeah. So he's in on it as well. Um, I know Marab Devalishvili and uh, Aljamain Sterling made like a TikTok saying we can't find Sean O'Malley. You know, yeah. like it was wasn't very funny no but, it wasn't uh, it was really stupid <laughs> it was it was really really dumb but you know they're saying that like um, rob saying he wants that fight against um sean o'malley and um so i know that chris Matinho was talking a little bit he's getting some uh, notoriety for his fight yeah. and it's hard because like you know man like now like nowadays in the sport like being a tough guy only gets you so much respect now yeah but um it's hard to say because anytime people are like man he's showing a lot of heart everyone's gonna be like well he's getting brain damage it's like <laughs> well we fucking we we know man like this this whole sport revolves around brain damage you yeah know? um i feel like everything that's been said at this point is all there is to say yeah he needs uh to work on it but uh if he comes back after working on it he'll probably look pretty good yeah and that's really all there is to say about him um Again, nothing but respect to him. He's earned it, but you got to look better than you did. 
Yeah, and I think it's only up for from here for him. You know. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, but again, in matchups, we have on September twenty fifth, a lot of fights were announced as official. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega, coaches of the Ultimate Fighter, are going to take place that night. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko is going to fight Lauren Murphy for the championship. And I feel like that's a good fight. It's going to be a very interesting one. Uh, and you also have the Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler that we talked about last time. That's all going down September 25th. And that's should be a wild night. <laughs> That's a that's a lot of uh, star power to put on one card. Yeah, man, it's exciting. Uh, I'm I, I like the Lauren Murphy fight, and so uh, I'm really excited to see her go against Shevchenko. Uh, Shevchenko, she's I mean she looks as flawless as every time every time she steps in there. Yeah. And so we're seeing Lauren Murphy, somebody who just busted their butt just to get to the top, and we're seeing somebody who's just homegrown. You know, like, I mean she's trains out of uh, Houston as well, Houston Muay Thai. So over at over on Mainstream Muay Thai, she's still training over there with uh, Derek Lewis, I believe, yeah. right? So I think it's really cool to see her fighting for the championship. Um, uh, the Alexander Volkanovsky Brian Ortega fight, I'm excited for that just because I like Volk fighting. Uh, Ortega showed much improvement in his stand-up since they last fought, but uh, I haven't. I've only watched like two episodes of The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I haven't uh, been an avid watch it of it either, uh, just because uh, I don't think they've really changed their formula for how they film that show not at all no and it's not that exciting to me but this is like so watching nick diaz come back though and this is something i think we might have probably discussed i don't think we we talked about it on here but probably talking is like we're not kidding when we say oh we talk about his mma but it's like i think when we said you know with nick diaz he should fight another legend in the sport yeah he shouldn't be fighting these top guys it should be just strictly just him just taking fights that make sense for his career you know and uh him and robbie lawler since they last fought i mean we've seen nick diaz he left the ufc you know taking over um every, everywhere he went he was a champion and we saw robbie lawler he left and then he came back he's been a ufc champion since uh since he came back he won the belt and uh we in between that inactivity with um nick diaz he hadn't fought since 2013 it's almost been 10 years since he's last fought uh i think it's been a lot longer than that since he's won a fight and when uh, his last win was yeah, against his last BJ Penn win was 2011. Yeah, it's been 10 years since we've seen him win in the octagon. So with uh, him f- taking on Robbie Lawler, Robbie Lawler hasn't fought in a while either. Excuse me, he hasn't won in a while as well. So I feel like this fight makes sense. This they fought back in was it tw- 2004. 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that fight was very fun. Uh, yeah. Robbie was moving up. Nick Diaz was a wild sensation, um, and they kind of clashed, and it made for a really fun fight. Yeah. I don't see this one not being just as fun as the first one. Yeah. I know they're both much older, but they still throw down. Yeah. Um, and I that's d- what we're going to see. The only thing I could see happening is um, Nick Diaz pulling his moves and making jokes and taunting instead of throwing back. Yeah. Um, and I could see Robbie Lawler being like, you know what? I'm trying to take my career seriously now. <laughs> I'm not that wild kid I used to be. Yeah. So I need to really try to string combinations together not just try to knock him out because that loss because uh, nick diaz knocked him out in that fight yeah. if you didn't know uh back in 2004 he knocked him out but that's when you saw nick diaz actually being nick diaz the nick diaz you know now before that he's very quiet he's known for jiu-jitsu walks out there and just starts slapping up robbie lawler getting in his head talking shit to him and robbie starts getting mad he's like, all right come on 
And then they clash, and then fucking Ro- uh, Robbie gets knocked out. It yeah. is a really bad knockout. Like he just knocked it's definitely out. Definitely a high, highlight reel for the rest. Yeah, of Nick I remember Diaz's watching the life. old, like the Ultimate Knockouts. Did you yeah, remember? like he, yeah. it was on there, and uh, he just he's doing the the uh, vintage Stockton slap in the fight and stuff like that. And I was like, God, man, it's like, man, that's fucking Joe Rogan talks about this fight. He loves to talk about this yeah, fight. It's a fun one. Um, I, like I said, I think both guys, no matter how old they get, no matter how out of the game they are, I think they'll always put on exciting fights. Um, Robbie Lawler especially. Uh, you look at later in his career, he had the fights with Rory McDonald. Those are two of the most exci- most exciting fights of all time. Yeah. Um, and you look at his fight with Johnny Hendricks. I think that fight was pretty exciting as well. Yeah. Um, he He's going to come in and he's going to be smarter i think um he knows he can't keep taking damage like he did in those fights so against a guy like nick diaz that who peppers his shots instead of really trying to put you away um i think he's not gonna have to worry about it as much and at this point he knows that so i think he's gonna put in some great combinations and land some heavy shots but uh how nick diaz's counter or how his he counters it that's kind of be gonna be the deciding factor in that fight i think but yeah, um, as far as any other news in the MMA world, I'm not sure. What else we got? Oh, uh, Mursad Bektik retired at the age of 30. It's so, not really MMA. It's, well, he's a, he's an MMA fighter. fights in the UFC. Yeah. It's kind of news. Retired. No one cares. Just retired yesterday. Get out of here. That's news, man. Get out of here. You know, whatever you're he retired, chooses. retired, you're done. You're not in MMA anymore. Whatever he chooses to do with his life, I hope I'm he just has. Kidding. <laughs> I, nah, well, he's, he retired young. He retired at the age of 30. And uh, was, I don't know why yet. I don't think he's come out with a reason for it yet. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, since you told me about that, I, I've been wondering if it was like from an injury and he just knew, Yeah. you know what, uh, it's not going how I wanted it to. I'm getting sick or I'm injured. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just got the money and he's like, you know what? Why keep fighting? Yeah. I'm having fun. I'm living life. I mean, so, uh, whatever he chooses to do, hopefully he finds success in it. Uh, he's go, he's going out, you know, pretty, uh, pretty young, but whatever he did, I mean, it's crazy cause he was supposed to, he was a top prospect at one point. Yeah. Um, so it was crazy to me to see him decide to call it a career, but right. Yeah. Um, let us know your guys' thoughts on these upcoming matchups. Uh, let us know what y'all think about the Conor McGregor threats. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys next time.